This is All Rings Considered. We're on episode 34, book four, chapter one. So we're in a new book. This is exciting. Uh, just to remind our listeners out there, when we say book here, we are talking about the internal division uh, within the novel of the six books. So for those of you who are more concerned with like the three volumes of it, this is the second half of The Two Towers. Chapter is called Taming of Smeagol. And in this chapter, we rewind in time from where we were last book. We are with Frodo and Sam shortly after they left the company, the fellowship, if you will, uh, way back at the end of book two, which would have been the end of Fellowship of the Ring. They are trying to get down from these rocky cliffs, and they can't find a way, and they realize they're being followed by Gollum. They end up catching Gollum. They um, tie him up with some elvish rope. Gollum can't stand the rope. It can't touch him because it hurts him. It like burns his skin. And so they make him swear an oath to not hurt them and actually to help them, to help guide them into Mordor. And they don't tell him why. That's important. Gollum doesn't know why they're going to Mordor. But he does swear an oath, and he swears on the ring, on the power of the ring, that he will. So help by him. the ring. By the ring. Yeah, he swears by the ring. And uh, that's where this chapter ends. Good start to book four, would you say, Pip? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think this is this is definitely not one of my favorite chapters. Yeah, me neither. Um, but I think, but uh, I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. It's just kind of like okay. It's kind of short. It's kind of like gets us yeah. set up, and we're like okay, a lot of setup here. I think for the real action. Yeah, and I, I think you you have to have like this introductory sort of period to get back into the sort of um, tone that uh, that uh, is the narrative for Frodo and Sam, which is very different in tone from you know something like a, a host of horsemen, you know, clashing with orcs and having a grand battle and and such yeah uh, yeah we're about to go there's, to like, there's a lot more of the hiking yeah we're about to get sort of shrink down in our scale for a little while only have two yeah. three characters a lot more just walking when people think about learning has been walking i think they're thinking a lot about like book one and book four here <laughs> are the ones i think they have in mind with that mm-hmm. um yeah it's a shift i think the only big thematic thing i was thinking about here is Gollum as a character and how he you know, he's like this obvious sort of counterpart to Frodo. They're like the yin and the yang mm-hmm. kind of thing, right? Frodo's yeah. the light, Gollum's the dark, and but they're like the same kind of person, right? They're both bound to the ring. Frodo's trying to resist the temptation. Gollum is given in. Gollum is wasted away, and he's a creepy monster, and Frodo's trying to destroy it, and um, he's like, you know, a normal, healthy person, but, but Gollum's like Frodo's dark side. Frodo... On the other, on the flip side is also Gollum's light side, or like the potential Gollum as he could have been, if only he could have resisted. And you see a uh, the introduction of the the whole Smeagol Gollum uh, dichotomy, which is you know an explicit question that the book poses to the readers, like what do you make of Gollum, mm-hmm. right? Which is it's just right out there, right? Yeah. Um, Frodo talks about maybe um, finding Smeagol right on their journey in this chapter. And you have this, you know, I don't have anything else to say about that. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> enough. We do see um, Proto makes a big decision here in making Gollum swear by the ring to help them. Namely, that Frodo doesn't kill him. And he actually has the opportunity right. at first. He has sting up to his throat and he's ready to go. But then he doesn't. He remembers Gandalf telling him that Bilbo made the call not to kill him. And Frodo is going to make the same choice. But he doesn't see 
why, and he doesn't see why he should. He does it. And actually, um, you mentioned this when Gandalf first had that conversation with Frodo about pity mm-hmm. um, and and mercy uh, and not killing Gollum. Frodo misremembers what Gandalf says here. Yeah, if you actually look at the quote from from uh, earlier in the book, mm-hmm. um, there are some differences. Uh, and so Frodo remembers Gandalf as saying, uh, deserve death, I dare say he does, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, then be not too eager to deal out death in the name of justice, fearing for your own safety. And what Gandalf actually said was, "Do not be eager. Do not do not be too eager to deal out death in judgment." Um, so maybe Frodo is, mm. and he actually mentions it. He is afraid. Yeah. Um, Here it's interesting that we see Frodo. Frodo just seems to misremember the line and apply it to his circumstances. We've seen in I think it was chapter three. Frodo sings, and I pointed this out at the time too, because it comes from Tom Shippey brings it up. Frodo uh, misquoting Bilbo's song and sort of applying the lines to his own life. Oh yeah, we see similar thing happening here too, right? Um, using the the power of myth and power of story, applying it to your life in your circumstances. Uh, it doesn't matter that Frodo doesn't remember the exact line Gandalf said. It just matters what circumstance he's in, and he's applying the spirit of that line to where he is. So, great catch. So, I had I had another catch I think maybe you'll like. Um, I noticed that when Frodo and Sam are deciding what to do and how to get down from their, uh, you know, on the side of the river, he says, the quote is, Delay plays into the enemy's hands, and here I am, delayed. Uh, is it the will of the dark tower that steers us? All my choices have proved ill. And Aragorn um, actually uh, had a very similar um, issue. Remember when Aragorn is have, uh, is deciding whether to go to the sea mm-hmm. of seeing, and, and Aragorn says, Alas, an ill fate is, is on me this day, and all uh, that I do goes amiss. Um, I think there's some like parallels there. I mean, there are choices uh, proving ill. Um this is Frodo starting to lead his own uh, journey, and he's now feeling that weight of uh, having to reflect in um, uh, his choices matter. Yeah. Right? Like, if you're leading a group of people, um, and here's just Sam um, when he says this, but if you're the leader, your choices matter. They affect other people. They have consequences. Um, and then he, at the end of this chapter, he's presented with a choice, right? Like, he has some toy choices about, you know, whether to how to climb down a hill and stuff, but then he has a real choice at the end of the chapter. In the same way that Aragorn had a real choice of, you know, whether to uh, pursue the orcs that took Merry and Pippin or not. Right. Yeah, great catch. Yeah, you know what? I thought you'd like that. I did. Yeah. Had a little... Charlie will like this note. Yeah. (laughs) Only other cool thing I'd point out here is... Gollum's pattern of speech just paying attention to how it changes I noticed this was I didn't notice this myself I saw it in the Lord of the Rings Reader's Companion I think that Gollum will hiss more when he is in his sort of angry phase and when he's trying to be all pitiful he won't do that anymore so look at when he's being angry and mean and nasty and you see like the S's are s all over the place, like nasty and precious and all these things. Mm. Um, and that will be less the case when he's, again, pitiful and trying to get their sympathy, um, which is just a nice, subtle touch on Tolkien's part. 
Uh, I've said this before about Gollum, at least to you, which is that I, I don't know how Tolkien wrote these lines sometimes without laughing. Um, it, it's, it can be hard to Maybe not laugh did. at Gollum's silliness. It, it seems silliness sometimes, right? Yeah. Gollum is such a nice, pure Tolkien invention, too. I think he's. we talked about those tree beard, and we've talked about the hobbits. This is just uh, one of his original creations that's never really been imitated in any effective way. He just kind of is his own thing. It's always yeah. nice when we see those, right? Because it's it's so it's one thing the elves were his original thing, really, right? I mean, based on a lot of stuff, but at the time nobody had really done something like this. But they've been done to death since. It's nice when we get the ones that never were able to really be repeated again, replicated effectively. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do have one, just like as a side note. Yeah. Um, after Frodo is deciding what to do. Well, as Frodo is deciding what to do mm -hmm. with Gollum, um, we see Frodo change in appearance to Sam. Um, and the quote is, For a moment it appeared to Sam that his master had grown and Gollum had shrunk. A tall, stern shadow, a mighty lord who uh, hid his brightness in gray cloud, and at his feet a little whining dog. Yet the two were in some way akin and not alien. They could reach one another's minds. Um, see so this... Uh, you have Frodo becoming Frodo um, in in this chapter. It's his first, like, sort of, uh, it's it's his first really uh, transformation into somebody who's dealing with authority, um, where he has Gollum make an, uh, a promise by the ring. He makes an executive decision, and it's, uh, you know, it's a character uh, transformation for him. Yeah. You love those transformation bits, so you talked about with Aragorn I love and stuff before. Yeah, bring them up every time. I, I think they are really wrapped up and entwined with how I appreciate myth, too, mm -hmm. because it's not just explicitly what's there, right? It's this, you know, and, and, and since he was taller, right? Like, he was uh, a mighty lord, right? And in the same way that people that we see and deal with can be uh, different in different situations. Yeah. All right, well... um. If that's it for our content for this chapter, like we said, it's kind of short. That's okay. Um, that's actually why we decided, Pip mentioned last episode, that we're recording these last episode and this episode back to back. And we did that because this chapter is kind of short. Um, may as well knock it out. But uh, let's talk about some favorite lines. Um, I do have a favorite line. Yeah. You want to go? You want to give us that? Yeah. It's, it's prosy. Um, okay. So this is when uh, Frodo and Sam are uh, resting uh, against the rocks. And it says, There for some time they sat huddled mournfully together in the cold stony night, while sleep crept upon them in spite of all they could do to hold it off. The moon now rode high and clear. Its thin white light lit up the faces of the rocks and drenched the cold, frowning walls of the cliff, turning all the wide, looming darkness into a chill, pale, gray scored with black shadows yeah. and i just uh, yeah it's just talking in that pale word Love again it. he loves that yeah that's his favorite word yeah um mine is the last sentence in the chapter really evocative over all the leagues of waste before the gates of mordor there was a black silence one thing i love that we're going to see in book four is the ominousness of mordor we're not there yet um but it's coming in this last line sort of alludes to it. It's going to be a really tense book, really dark, really grim. 
um, with a really cool feeling to it and a really unique atmosphere. And I think this is a, a, te a teaser for that. So I really like it. Well, all right. What do we have uh, coming up next? Next, we'll do, next week, we'll do Chapter 2, The Passage of the Marshes. Um, that's going to be great. Um, let's see. We need, to, we need to end this episode on a brighter note, though. That was too... That's too dark. These chapters are going to be dark. We got to be, we got to, let's get back, let's get some. We got to get prepared. Let's get some get shit some said about Tolkien in this episode to lighten my mood here. I'm going to go back to the Twitter page. Here we go. So again, just recap, folks. Check us out on Twitter. Shit said about Tolkien. Uh, it's like at Tolkien say. Look that up. Tweet at us. Read, read what, uh, you know, some very wise, discerning, subtle minds think about the Lord of the Rings. Oh, this one's great. Another reason that The Hobbit is better than Lord of the Rings is because the characters are better. The dwarves are also more complex than hobbits in general. And of course, they aren't flat characters. They change throughout The Hobbit. Uh, somebody say that the dwarves change in The Hobbit is a little... <laughs> not reading uh, the same book I just read. <laughs> like, can you name all of the dwarves in The Hobbit right now? All of these very distinct characters. <laughs> Probably not. Absolutely not. No. Um, all right. Let's. Uh, I've got one that's on theme uh, for this chapter. Uh, characters that reside in Middle Earth are either good guys or bad guys. <laughs> yeah, like Gollum. <laughs> like Gollum. And Boromir. He's... Or Boromir. <laughs> Denethor. Okay. Well, you know, besides some of these major characters, it applies perfectly. Tolkien was a genius. An amazing world builder who basically invented modern high fantasy. But he was a fucking awful storyteller. Because <laughs> it's, it's, this is one of the ones where it's like, it's clear they have to pay lip service to the culture where they can't actually, they have to say something positive so it seems like they know what they're talking about. Right. Um, it, what a yeah, boring it, take. I, I, it's, it's a boring take. I see that online all the time. Oh, Tolkien's great because of the depth of his world, but he's actually a terrible raider. Everybody says that. That's not interesting. Yeah. You're not contributing anything anymore. Like if this is your only contribution to the dialogue, just shut up. And what <laughs> you, they mean is they like say. wizards, right? Like they think wizards are cool and right. elves are great. Um, <laughs> and they heard that Tolkien is uh, is like you know Shakespeare. He's some guy who wrote well or something. We'll come back. We'll, we will come back to shit said about Tolkien some other night. It's just we had to knock some of these out. Um, yeah, uh, we did get our spirits up a little bit. Yeah, on occasion we'll go back to that. Uh, do you want to make a plug? Um, I had a great idea, a listener. Which believe it or not, we actually have some listeners these days, which is incredible. It's uh, frightening. Frightening. Yeah, the, also incredible. They somebody one of them said like you should ha you should allow us to email you thoughts or questions. Um, oh yeah which i think it's a great idea so i can get more content for the twitter feed but right no do you have a <laughs> do you have a question do i have a what do you have a question we can answer now i do not so but i uh, let's make oh, a i plug. see they didn't <laughs> provide a question yeah they, they just said like it's a great idea they didn't have any questions themselves for some reason i see but do you want to make a plug if you have a question or suggestion or thought uh send us an email uh we do have an email address we've just never advertised it um Yep. But uh, A-R-C-L-O-T-R at gmail.com. So that's A-R-C-L-O-T-R at gmail.com. You can think of it as All Rings Considered, Lord of the Rings, just the uh, initialism for that. So send us an email. 
give me your stupid questions. I want to talk about them. Yeah. Also, you know, people have been leaving reviews on iTunes. That's cool. We got a few reviews. Yeah. Um, I got, I'm reading a review right now. It says that um, there's constant allegory. Uh, Charlie is Hitler. Mm. Pip is yeah. Mussolini. And Pip is Mussolini. So there we go. You just ended uh, my career in politics. <laughs> I was just too bad. I'll never win the Democratic nomination. <laughs> Well, I think that's a good place as any to uh, to end this <laughs> this episode, <laughs> the death of your uh, political career. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so join us next time for uh, episode thirty-five. That is book four, chapter two, the passage of the marshes.